Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Taylor Swift, however, doesn't want to talk about the future. Don't talk about it. I can't, I've never been able to do that. Why? It just freaks me out. When I zoom out too far, I freak out. Do I know where I'm going to be or even want to be in 20 years? Absolutely not. Like not taking a single day for granted. So that's one thing I really want to focus on. I want to stop thinking too far into the future. It's great. I want to stop thinking about when my kid turns 18. Oh my God, I'm going to cry right now. This is why I have to just Well, you'll be all alone. You won't have anything to live for anymore. That way. Anyway, blowing out their candles. But if he never remembers you, he's just gone. Like he just, and then like, he'll show up maybe when you're dying. And that's it. That's all you'll ever see from him again. You literally... I'm just what I'm if. the worst human. Just what if. Why do you do that? Look at my eyes. They're like welling up. Bail. Bail. Margaret Cho's 54. You're really going to cry about this? Go. God, you are. God. You, you are disturbed. How's the pizza for my birthday? How's the pizza, pizza, pizza for my birthday? How's the pizza, pizza, pizza? You're all red faced. I had to pick up a pizza. <laughs> Leave me alone. Ah. Alone will be your keyword then right now at 320-251-1047. Text alone how Kat will feel when her son leaves and never visits. I put on my Facebook last night just as like a a little question. You never know what people are going to say. And the question was, you see something and instantly think of me. What are you looking at? Car accident. When's the last time I've ever been in a car accident? I'd say 12 years ago. It was a little fender bender. I've never been more close to God and afraid for my life at the same time than when riding with you. I'm glad it's a religious experience for you. I'm glad you I say, oh God, every three seconds. Oh God. So some people were commenting below hot dog slash bun warmer. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of our company's wife says snacks. <laughs> so I wrote, I, got, I found a gift. Yup. <laughs> that's right. I love snacks. Uh, Todd says any Kia on the street. We had a couple of Kias. Oh, there's your Kia. All right. Barry says a million dollars, which must be how I look when he sees me. Mm -hmm. Or how much you owe somebody. Justin says a wire scrub brush for the grill. (laughs) That's a little weird. Four foot tall snowman. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anything related to pimple popping. Oh, yeah. You've gone over your colonoscopy bag or colonostomy bag. And I said, Belinda, how often are you running in? To those. Oh, right on. Maybe she works at the hospital. A rack of Scrabble letters, emerald green, fancy coffee, lattes, Dr. Pimple Popper. Anybody say uh, when I see somebody just walk in and take stuff from the gas station and yell out their name so and assume thieves? Yeah, thieves. No, nobody oh. said that. But you know, when I think of you, any dirty car, any dirty car I see, <laughs> I say if JJ is around, you guys are screwed. You got to market. You got to market territory. Yeah. It's a sign of the devil. <laughs> so, so you think of car accident when you think yeah, of Yeah, if I, if I see a car accident, so I immediately go, oh, is that cat? I, fi- I figure you T-bone somebody in the intersection, not paying attention, looking in the mirror, singing along to a song. Yeah. I, I've seen you lose focus, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a, it's an well, experience, man. when you man. say it out loud, yeah. I just thought it was kind of a fun thing. If you want to post it on your Facebook page, you could steal it from mine. Radio Cher was on with Kelly Clarkson, and Kelly had to ask, of course, the question everybody is wondering themselves, like, your boyfriend is 36, that's 40 years difference. On paper, it's kind of ridiculous, but in real life, 
Um, we get along great. He's fabulous. And I don't give men uh, qualities that they don't deserve. He's very kind. He's very smart. If I hadn't met younger men in my life, I would have never had a date because older men just didn't like me all that much. I'm going to tell you it's going to be a sad day in my world when she's gone. She's in her 70s now. and she's, Talk about her like she's dying or anything. Well, she looks like she's in great health. I'm just saying like there are certain people that... I don't know. You've always had in your life. And my mom and I used to jam to her, you know, and it it would just be it's going to be a a weird moment. But I'm glad she found her groove, man. That's Stella right there. Nick Carter, he's opening up about taking the stage just hours after hearing about his younger brother Aaron's death and how the Backstreet Boys helped him out. It was very emotional for me having my guys, you know, with me That, that night. It was tough to get up on stage. You know, there's the old saying that the show kind of must go on. That's been in us for years, but I didn't know what to expect, didn't know what was going to come from it, you know, getting up on that stage, and it was definitely comforting, and it, was, it meant a lot to me at the time. I cannot imagine the headspace, so uh, Sam Asgari, that is Brittany's husband. Uh, he has the one, two, three. What do you got to do to make a girl's birthday special? You got to be creative, fellas. You got to get some balloons and place them next to each other. Very symmetric. Regular guys just buy flowers, but you're not a regular guy. So what you do is you buy a bunch of rose petals and you place them like a classic man. Next step, you got to vacuum the floors. You got to make sure everything's clean. No dirt left behind. You dim down the lights like a classic man. And now, fellas, enjoy your brownie points for just two hours. And just remember, they're always right, and you are always wrong. Yes, All right, sir. he can yes, write a book. Sir. Let's read it. Blowing out their candles today, we have Malcolm in the Middle's Frankie Muniz turning 37. Paula Patton is 47, and Goo Goo Dolls star and uh, singer Johnny Resnick is 57. Are you a villain in somebody's life right now, Probably or have the, you been? Uh, I'm more of a pain, like a nagging, persistent. Yeah. Well, someone would tell a story and not paint you in the best light. It's probably they a few, probably have probably a few people out there. Yeah. So I heard this from Derek and I was like, oh, my God, I am so livid that I have been a villain in somebody else's story Ooh. for, I don't know, a decade. This happened 10 years ago. I can't even imagine how many people that this woman has told this story to. And I'm upset about it. I'm like, but I don't want to, like, reach out to her and be like, oh, I'm glad you got well, it's not going to do any good now. No, it's been won't. 10 years. So this listener walks up to Derek. He was at an event recently, uh, recently, and she goes, hey, can you sign this T-shirt? And uh, he goes, sure. So he starts signing the shirt and she goes, you know, you're way nicer than your wife. And he's like, oh, how so? And she goes, well, one time I was on this bus to a very popular music festival and it was my 22nd birthday. And I said to the girl DJ, your wife. I said, hey, can I get like one of those beers out of that cooler? It's my birthday. And she turned around and said, no, we gave you tickets, free tickets to be on this bus. You should be happy. Why would you ever do that? That you're able to party with us. And instantly he knew that it wasn't me, that it might have been somebody else. And I was like, wow. And so he goes, no, I think you're thinking of this person. She goes, oh, my God, it is. Oh, so this whole time. I have been painted as this person that would snap at somebody on their birthday. Ten years of that. Oh, I was so upset when I heard that. 
for multiple reasons. I think, you know, for multiple reasons, I I was like, what? I get it. So essentially I've been. That woman held on to the the, no, you can't have one of my beers for 10 years and thought it was you. You are way nicer than your wife. Wow. Like I am extremely nice to people. I enjoy meeting people Mm. and talking to people. Mm. You don't think I, I am lovely to you already be yelled at a listener this morning i did not she you was did. talking over me see <laughs> <laughs> but it was all in good fun but like i would never legitimately talk down to somebody that's terrible unless i know them well and they do it so, every day and then i do it every day so is the question here are you the villain in someone else's story yeah maybe you are you know we might get some stepmom stories like you know oh, the yeah. the biological mom maybe you're the villain in that story because essentially she does not have her family unit together anymore and maybe she feels like it's your fault maybe or, it is your fault and maybe it is but you are the villain so in this, is gonna, story. this is gonna take you pausing for a second probably as you're listening to this and going because we all assume everybody likes us right away right but pause for a second could you or are you do you think the bad guy or the bad girl yes. in someone else's story. Now, why are you a villain? I, well, was, I guess, up until just the other day when this woman found out that the person that she's been telling a story about is not the person that she had in mind. I was very upset at this story because I don't know who all she told that I snapped at her. In 10 years, I she could have told 5,000 people. I have no idea. It made me so mad. So Derek was at an event. She walks up. She's like, hi, can you sign this for me? He said, sure. Oh, you're so much nicer than your wife. He goes, oh, how so? And then she goes, while well, we were on a, a bus to a country music festival, and um, I said, oh, can I have one of those beers in that cooler? It's my birthday. I'm turning 22. And then evidently in her mind, I turned around and said, you should be lucky that you're on this bus. You got free tickets from us, and this experience is free for you. Bring your own alcohol. Jesus, who does um, that? I did not do that. I would never do that. But we knew instantly maybe somebody came to mind. And she was like, oh, my God, you are so right. And then I was just like, I think, I don't know, just really upset that somebody would paint me like that as a villain. You were the villain. But it wasn't even me. Uh, so we're asking who is the villain in your story. You pages text here yeah, I do. I'd love to hear this. So she's on her way to work, but she says, I turned my roommate in for smoking pot because he wouldn't stop smoking it in the apartment. I'm terribly allergic to smoke of any kind. He ended up keying my car. So that's the bad part about uh, becoming the unvillain is somebody's going to get pretty PO'd about that whole thing. I love how it was their fault, but yet they'll go as far as to retaliate like that. That's not fair. Thomas is here with the voice of levity this morning. I want to say that I think everybody is a villain in somebody else's story. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. That you have done wrong to them, like yours was maybe imagined, because you're an angel, right? Right. (laughs) You are correct. You guys have a great morning. I'm on my way to work, and you guys have a great day, all right? You too. Thanks, bud. So this realtor in Indiana called the bomb squad because they went in to show a home and saw that there was an alarm clock. It was a novelty alarm clock that looked just like a bomb. I had one of these. There was a novelty toy in the house, a clock that looked like dynamite. It looks looks exactly like a bomb, like a TNT bomb. And it just has, like, in the back, it has, like, a little space where you can put, like, batteries and yes. stuff in it. And it's an alarm clock. Mine was a Wiley Coyote one. It was, I had, it looks like three or four, really? st- it looks like three or four sticks of dynamite. Yeah. And then, and they've all got the wires coming out of it. 
And then in the front is a it's an actual clock. It's an alarm clock, and on it it said Looney Tunes. That is all. Oh, I think it says my, Looney Tunes. Yeah, on it, it says okay. Looney Tunes, and it's a clock face. And it was my alarm clock when I was a little kid. My mom had bought it at a garage sale for like. 50 cents. Yeah. And it was an alarm clock. I used to have one of these when I saw this story. I'm like, oh my God, when my parents were selling their house, they could have easily had this happen to me. Look at that flashback. Uh, So what what in your house do you think would be questionable if somebody did a walkthrough today? I have a a BB gun in the basement. Okay. Um, And what else is questionable? I mean, I have like, I have empty kegs in my basement, which looks like it's a frat house. Nothing you'd have to hide because you're worried about outsiders walking through your uh, house. Like, I have massive bras drying in my laundry room. Yeah. I'd want to put those away. No, not not really, I don't think. I have a huge picture of myself in our home studio. The one <laughs> you're that, such a... The one that work made. I have to apologize every <laughs> single time somebody comes in my basement. I'm like, listen, I'm not that big on myself. You obviously are. I just thought it was cool. The colors go well with the room. Also, Derek has something that I bought him in his closet and he refuses to use it and he can't give it to anybody or people think he's a freak. (laughs) So I think we got to get rid of that too. Is it circular? I don't know. Oh. Yes, it. Oh my God. I don't know what you're even implying. Thought I'd spice things up. Does it rhyme with... Get it out of here. (laughs) Get it away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's right there? Nobody. Nobody's right yet. No. Not one. You guys are disgusting. Even <laughs> Lucas. Lucas is that. That's what my guess was. I had you see to Lucas spit on out top. My coffee. No. No. I can't believe we have this in our texting. Like, how we about have Jeff's? To move forward. Is it a gimp suit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Claire. How about Beth? She it's says no not. shame, girl. If he has one of these, Mm-mm. that's not it either. Mm-mm. Adam is Adam right? Nobody is right. Not one single person that has texted in is right yet. Why would I need that, Adam? Why would we need Some that? guys like that. Not my guy. No. Uh, Not my guy. So are any of these close? No. So you bought him something <laughs> to what you thought was going to improve your love life. I thought it was going to be fun. Exciting and new. And he said absolutely not to it. And it's stuck in your closet, and you have to make sure you hide it anytime new people come over to your Correct. house. Correct. And I really, they are on their way to school right now. And you so said, we're done. And you said, <laughs> we're done. And you said, sell it. And he says, there's no way There's I can sell no this way. To you can't give it to somebody unless it's like a joke. So if we have like a bachelor party coming up, he's set. But you promise you will text somebody back if they get it right. 100%, I promise. Let's begin now. All right, let's get it, guys. Monday vibes. Good. Vikings win. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. Uh, how was your cat? It was good. It was just packed with stuff. So uh, Friday we got the Hollyball event ready. So that was really cool. Went downtown and created like the, the walkthrough as they got registered. The then they walked like yeah. the red carpet and everything like that. So uh, we got that ready. Um, did some place settings. Saw so many pictures that looked like people had a great time. It is. It, it, it's an event that I was very sad to miss, yet I would have been nowhere else rather than at my kids' basketball tournament. But sure. it, it's one that I will make happen next year. It is so glamorous. I love it. Um, but we went up and stayed at Arrowwood in Alexandria. And I got to give a shout out to that staff. They are incredible. If your name is Stephanie, you rocked it. Um, it was just like effortless, like a quick check in. Yeah, they do it right there, man. They do. So we went and uh, the boys did some swimming after they just dominated their first two games, their first day. Then they won the next morning. 
And then uh, we got second place. Right on. So it's a good it, weekend. It was a really good weekend. And um, I try to keep that in Liam's head. It's like, listen, you can't get down. It's the second half and you're 18 minutes left. Like, you can't get down. You're only a few baskets away. Yeah, so little kids, they'll get it. And then I, I, uh, I should say I accidentally watched Lindsay Lohan's Christmas holiday movie, Falling for Christmas. But I didn't accidentally watch it. I purposefully put it on. Watch the whole thing. Really? Not too bad. She's still not a great actress, but it was it was okay. Better than the original, like any Hallmark Christmas movie out there. So Friday night had a, a situation turn into we didn't have anything going on Friday night. So my wife texted me early. We were just getting off the air. She's like, "Hey, you want to go up for drinks with Jay and Jen? Sure." Uh, and we were going to go watch our friend Andy play at the um, at the Ultimate Sports Bar and Grill. And then something fell through. Actually, what I heard was. They had a party come in there yeah. that was going to rent out the majority of the area, and they didn't want it too loud, so he didn't get to play. Really? Yeah, that was the rumor I heard. And I was like, what's so going on So he wasn't here? booked? Yeah, he was booked, and then I don't know but- if they end up telling him just, you don't get, I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but he wasn't playing. Weird. So it ended okay. up being like the four of us turned into a table of like 25 people. Yeah. And I was just, it was just great. Right? I was like, nice. I met a bunch of new people and then got to see some people I hadn't seen in a long time. And then we had a lot of hockey over the weekend. And then uh, we had uh, hockey yesterday during the day. Get home, watch the Vikings game. And I look at Trish and I'm like, we had dinner real quick. And I'm like, should we just sit in the hot tub and have margaritas for like an hour? Oh, nice. And so we did. Oh. And it was just the greatest. It was a cool feeling. Oh. and just kind of perfect way to unwind before the uh, end, of, end of the weekend. Speaking of the hot tub, all the boys uh, at 10 and 11 years old go in the hot tub. They come out and they start walking away from us. All of them have red suction marks all over their back. Like 10 or 15. The or what? They were like, <laughs> and I'm like, Liam, like you can't, don't show anybody your back for like at least two weeks. Oh God. It looks crazy. It looks like I'm letting my 10 year old cup. So a mass power outage in central North Carolina is being investigated as a criminal occurrence. They think they know who done it. We're looking at all avenues. Uh, that's the reason I've got the professionals, the federal folks. So they're on board and, and they're working with us uh, to, to determine exactly who done this. Now I can say this, this the individual that done this, it was targeted. It wasn't okay. random. Okay, listen, I understand a lot of people across the country listen to the accent that we have up here and they think that we're a bunch of idiots. Oh, I, I hope think, not. I think it pales in comparison to saying who done that. Uh, I just I, I agree with you. At least it's the Queen's English. We talk a little different and draw out our O's, but it's the way the word is written. Talk a little different means speak a little different. <laughs> Good one. Anyway, more than 40,000 customers in Moore County lost power because somebody hacked in and just cut their well, that power. That couldn't have been that stupid then. I, I know. It takes a lot to hack in one He's of those He's from systems. the north. He's <laughs> from the north. James Grimes is a 28-year-old man that fell off the cruise ship in the Gulf of Mexico and treaded water for, they say now, nearly 20 hours before being rescued. Man. The moment they rolled up on this guy, he was like taking his last breaths, to be honest. Like he said, he was about to go under, but there were also some scary nature moments. I looked around and I seen it at the corner of my eye and it came up on me really quick. And I went under and I could see it. And it wasn't a shark, I don't believe, but it had more like a flat mouth, and it came up and bumped one of my legs, and I kicked it with the other leg. It scared me, not knowing what it was. I felt like I was meant to get out of there. Did you have a few drinks? Uh, (laughs) I had during the day, and I'd actually did like an air guitar solo. What? I couldn't really say. Wait, what? (laughs) 
That, well, she, those she are was the trying photos. to imply were you drunk when you fell overboard, right? Right. And, and those are the photos that came out over the weekend of him doing his air guitar solo. Um, it, it was like a talent So he was having a good time on the show, yeah. uh, on, the, on the boat, right? Yeah. And then he just goes right over. All right. So a new scientific <laughs> hypothesis suggests that IBS... Um, it could be a form of gravity intolerance. So if you've gravity been experiencing bubble guts more than usual, they say that gravity right now is pulling down uh, some of your diaphragm. Stop it could slip this. down, compress your intestines, and then cause you to have to go to the bathroom all the time. It could also cause bacterial overgrowth. So they're very serious about this. They've even released a PSA. There's an invisible and relentless force acting on your bowels right now. Gravity fails. Your diaphragm can slip down and compress your intestines. The result? Mr. Poopy Pants. If you have IBS, you might be prone to overpredicting G-force threats. The cure? Eliminate gravity. That's not really an option, so good luck with that. This message brought to you by Depends. So I'm emceeing the Cathedral Dance Show uh, mm-hmm. Saturday morning and afternoon. And at the second show, yeah, the second show, the so here's how it works. Uh, I just run the microphone. I just talk. There's a guy that's doing the sound. He has all the coaches send him the tracks for the, the dancers, right? Sure. Well, one of the dance clubs had only sent in a partial track. And so as it's playing, the girls are out there dancing. They couldn't have been like probably eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, kind yeah. of in that range. They're out there dancing. They're doing a great job. And the music just ends. Oh, do you get the hot feeling? Well, I, well, everyone's looking at me. I'm like, I, didn't I know. know. Right, right. So I just kind of lean out of the way and I look at him. I go, was that supposed to happen? He goes, that's all there is. So no, right. 51 seconds into the two minute and 10 second dance. Audio cuts out. Oh, girls. These girls did not pause, did not stop. They just kept going. Wow. Like this had happened before. Yeah. They just, and they danced out the whole thing. And as they, as they're dancing, people are starting. Yeah. 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 And by the time they're done, it's a standing ovation. Oh and the my place gosh. Is, hey! Was it like when somebody is singing the national anthem and they yes, forget and then the crowd exactly helps them out? Exactly what it was. That's exactly cute. what it was. And it was amazing. Oh. They kept going and they killed the dance. Without any music, yeah, and then at the uh, and then the, the 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 instructor comes over, the teacher, and she's like, oh, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," and she she gets us the right audio, and we bring them back to do it at the very end again. Yeah. But it was so cool, like everybody in the gym was woo standing Aww. up for these little girls. It was amazing. It was such a feel good moment. But I just was like, I have no rhythm to begin with. But yeah. can you imagine dancing for a minute and a half? To no music? Can you imagine your head on the chopping block when those dance moms find out who didn't load all of the audio? This was a chill group. This wasn't like one of these. This wasn't like some of the towns that come in and flex hard where they got their chants and everything beforehand and the dads got their own chants and the super fan on the back and stuff like that. No way. Like some of them go to an extreme level. These were little girls that were in a studio that were happy to be dancing and it truly popped off. Nobody got mad. That's great. They said it was a mistake and it was really cool to see like a good human spirit thing pop through. It was really heartwarming. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Well, it's not quite Fantasy Island. It's Playhouse Island where we brought some listeners onto the island with us and then we realized, oh my gosh, we don't have enough resources. Not everyone can survive. So here's how it works. One by one, we're going to meet our contestants. 
And then, Kat, you will decide who is the first president of Playhouse Island, and that person will vote off phone lines that nobody knows who's on. So you might end up voting yourself off. I'm the only one who knows who's on what line. So randomly, let's say hi to our contestants today. Let's start with Ryan. How are you feeling, Ryan? I'm feeling good. What today you doing? my day. What you doing right now? Well, we're heading to work. All right, man. I want okay. you to... Kat's got one question as we try to get to know you. Based on this question, you may or may not become the first president of Playhouse Island today. All right. You're going to work. Is this your dream job, or what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you did today? Oh, it's my dream job. So what do you do? He knows employers listening. <laughs> uh, I work for Unique Movers. Oh, Okay. What's the jingle? Those guys. Yeah, those guys. All right, we got you. We got you. Hang on a second, Ryan. All right, that's Ryan. Uh, Also, on the island today is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. How you feeling? Good. Good. Me too. Thanks for asking. Uh, Kat's got one question as we try to get to know you a little bit better on Playhouse Island. Maybe you're a good president. Carrie, who do you look like the most in Hollywood? Do you get somebody that says, oh, you look like so-and-so? Uh, Amy Schumer. Okay. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. All right. Uh, so that's Carrie. She looks like Amy Schumer. Uh, we also say good morning to the lovely Ashley today. How's Ashley? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. Cat's got one question. Maybe you're a great president for Playhouse Island. Which family member would you get rid of? <laughs> <laughs> Not kill, um, but like get rid of. Just get rid of. Just push aside. Probably my dad. All right. Okay, enough. got it. That was we won't quick, ask honest any answer. Questions. I like that. That's Ashley who wants to kill her dad. No. And finally, we say good morning to Anea. Hi, Anea. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Thank you for asking. Anea, you're a mom, right? Yes. What's the, what's the, yeah. I shouldn't say worst, but what's like the worst part of being a mom to you? Is it like the cooking, the cleaning, the chauffeuring, the questions, the, the money? Well, I have uh, two severely special needs boys, so having to deal with some of their outbursts can be pretty difficult. All right. Hang on a second. I appreciate your honesty. So, Kat, uh, we heard from Ryan, and we heard from Carrie and Ashley and Anea. Based on your initial conversations, who would you like to nominate and uh, and actually elect as the first president of Playhouse Island today? You know, let's do uh, Carrie. I love Amy Schumer. So, uh, Carrie, congratulations. You are the first president of Playhouse Island today. That means you got all the power, Carrie. So with that said, what's going to happen next is you must, because we don't have enough resources to keep you all on the island with us, you must kick off a phone line, nobody knowing who's on what lines. So say goodbye to line one, two, three, or four here today, Carrie. Number one. Number one must go. Therefore, we would say goodbye to Ashley. She just chucked you off the island. I'm so sorry. All right. That's all right. But I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being on the island. Yeah. Carrie, with all that power. And, oh, and geez, you cut her right off, Carrie. I can't believe it. You're such a mean first president of Playhouse <laughs> Island. Uh, the goal <laughs> is to not vote yourself off. So lines two, three, and four are still active. Let's say goodbye to somebody else. Who do we kick off? Two. Two. two? Line two must go. Therefore, we say goodbye to the beautiful and talented... Carrie, you voted yourself off! Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. So sorry to see you go, but it's awesome to watch you leave. You are married. Have a great day, Carrie. Take care, Amy Schumer. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, That just leaves two, Kat. It's Ryan. 
And it's Anea. Who would you like to decide is going to be president of Playhouse Island? I'm going to be gender equal, so I'm going to go with Ryan. Oh, Ryan, look at that, man. You got all the power. Congratulations. You are the new president of Playhouse Island. And as your All first, right. as I your, appreciate you, Kat. As your you first item uh, up for grabs here and your first thing on your agenda, you must say goodbye to line three or line four. Who's got to go, Ryan? We're going to go three. Three must uh, go. Therefore, we say goodbye to... Come on, big money. Come on. Big money. Anea, Ryan hates you, and you now have to go. I'm very, oh, no, very sorry. One love. One love. Anea, have a great morning. Sorry to see you go. Ryan, that makes you a winner. This didn't hit me right in the feels, but I think it's dumb. I think it is, too, because I think it's going to not just stop here. I think it's going to start to move further out and impact wherever you go. But it was trending up. I'm like, let's talk about it and see what people Think or like your initial first feeling, uh, Starbucks fans are furious over the new awkward tipping system. So when you put your card in, you will be asked to leave a dollar tip, a two dollar tip, a different amount or no tip, which I felt had always existed. What's wrong with leaving that tip jar out there? I don't. uh, Well, if I got some extra money, I'll throw it in there because they're saying so many people are paying with cards. But others are saying this is Starbucks way of not paying their baristas as much as they should. And now they'll say, oh, but you're being compensated at the window and well, at the register. happened to waitresses for decades, right? Yeah, I guess. Some people like totally okay with it, but you know who has the biggest problem with it? The baristas. The amount of baristas on here saying that they just hit the no tip button before handing out the card reader. That's scary. Like, first of all, my loves, that's fireable. You can't touch the screen at all. It was in the training. Second of all, all you have to do is this. This is what I say. It's going to ask if you want to leave a tip. It's totally up to you, but you have to make a selection before the, for the card to go through. Mm. Plain and simple. Okay. So that is the deal. You can still hit no tip. Thank you for giving me my $7 Trentacle brew. I hate this. You hate this. I, I hate it because I have to. Because I, you're I so famous? To, no, no, no. When is, we're, in a, we're in the public eye. <laughs> I'm telling you. When was the, You think about that. If you get crap service at a restaurant, you still have got to leave 20% because they might have listened to the show. So you're assuming everyone knows who you are. Not assuming. No, but on the off chance that somebody does, and I decide I don't want to tip somebody because they gave me mediocre service. Mm-hmm. Now I'm online. Oh, did you hear about JJ from the playoffs? He's such a bad tipper. I don't need that kind of pressure. I'd rather drink the bean water at work. It's true. I just can't believe how much I pay, and I do. I've I, organized. I give a great tip to everybody. You might be a schmuck and suck at your job and never smile and don't increase the well-being of my day 1%, but I'm going to tip you because you might listen to the show and I don't want people to go online and be like, oh, he's such an evil human being. Really? But yeah. then you'd be able to stand up for yourself and How? say, you gave me it's horrible done. service. It's already done. What good does that do? What What good does it do for me to fight a barista on Reddit? Because you live for that. No, stuff. I live for face-to-face. <laughs> All right. I, I wake up looking for con- confrontation face-to-face. Yeah. But online, it's just you're... you're you're fighting, you're, you might as well punch a brick wall. Listen, it's the same thing. I would have a problem if I've ever had a problem at Starbucks, but the people are always extremely pleasant because they're all hopped up on espresso. So well, I think that's the next, why I What happens the next time you go in there and now the options are $2, $4, $10, nothing? 
Um, well, if I were to go by the 20% rule and the amount I spent on my drink, it would be the $2. Okay, the next time you go in, it's $5, $10, $20 or nothing. That's crazy. Right? I'm telling where does it stop? But that's why they feel so uncomfortable. So before you get upset at baristas at these drive throughs just oh, I know, know that they're not making the choice to update the software and the credit card machine. I know that's feel not them. So awkward. That's why they're pressing no tip. But once again, don't do that. Don't mess with people's card readers because. You don't want to be on the back end of that. But what's your thought? Some people saying, wow, did Starbucks really add a tipping service? They just need to pay their employees more. Others say, um, finally, I'm so glad uh, glad that you guys have this option now because I always feel bad when I don't have cash. I'm tired of people so. making these decisions for me. If you have great service, I'll find a way to make sure you get rewarded. Next time you roll up to Starbucks, if it hasn't happened already, their credit card machine is likely going to, at the end of your bill or when you're getting your paying, is going to give you suggested options for your tip now. $1, $2, other amount, or no tip, which I thought has existed for a while. Um, but guess who has the biggest problem with it? It's the people that work at Starbucks. So before you get upset, most of the people that work at Starbucks have a really hard time with this awkward moment of the transaction. They're like, listen, you can give us money if you want to, but we're simply handing you. I'm trying to think of where else I had this happen to me. Does Caribou do it now too? Did they? Yeah. There's another place that no. I just was recently that, that they've, they've got. Tip suggestion, and then you know, one, two, This more. must be very new because I was just at the Starbucks at Target and didn't get asked that at all. But I, I like to see the money. Why wouldn't you put a bunch of ones in a jar? Yeah. I like when they ask you questions, too. You know, like, hey, what kind of pumpkin pie is? Or what's the best to go on top of whatever? See, and I think I've had one of these jobs where you, you could get a tip, and, if, and, and some people would put their spare change in it. Yeah. And then some people would go, oh, thanks a lot. This was a great experience. And then they'd put like 2 or $3 in it. Right. And it, but it, the, to me, I agree. I want to hold the money. But I just, I, I feel like I'm forced to do it. You know? Yeah. Next thing you know, oh, we saw you on that billboard. Oh, he's a crap tipper. I'm like, and I don't need that kind of problem. If you missed the audio before the guy was saying, if you're a barista, do not hit no tip. I don't care how awkward you feel because it's illegal. And during your training, you found out you cannot hit anything on that screen. It it's got to be all my, up to the customer. Yeah. So mm. don't do it. Rose, thoughts on this? How does it make you feel? You know, it wouldn't be a problem if I paid after my service and after I got the product. Okay. That's why I walk in there, because they always make you pay before you get your product and before the service. Then I walk back, and then I put it in the tip jar, because this is just my experience. Twice now. Once, I ordered my beverages. Everybody else was coming through and got their beverage. It took a half an hour for me to get my beverage, because oh, no. I accidentally gave my be- they accidentally gave my beverage to someone else. I've been a tipper, a waitress all my life. And I always brought the bill after my service and after they got their product. But at Starbucks, you pay before you get that service. And that's what I think the problem is. Yeah. If well, they would have you after it, then I wouldn't have a problem tipping accordingly. Well, isn't it like what's going on with the food delivery services where you pre-tip and then you oh, get your food yeah. faster than the people that haven't pre-tipped? Um, and then they pull tips back. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, what do they call it? Bait tipping or bait. tip tip baiting? Yeah. Something like that? Yep. So yeah, I get I get where you're coming from. If if you're get, if you're tipping based on the service, fine. Yeah, there's a little levity there, and I agree with you. But if it, the places that ask you to say to you know donate ten twenty percent, whatever the deal is, towards the tip before you even get the service, yeah, that's kind of facetious. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's wrong because 
then they're getting it so they don't care what the service they're giving you because they've already got that tip. Yeah, next thing you know, they're pooping so in your cup. <laughs> yeah, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they already got their money in their pocket. There yeah. you go. Good call. Thanks, Rose. Appreciate being on the show. Oh, yep. Take care. Yep. Thank safe. you. Uh, thoughts on this, guys? Love to hear from you. What's trending? What's trending? Trending. And the question is going to be, if you want to start texting in right now, do you believe once a cheater, always a cheater? This audio is popping up, and then I'll tell you why it's also trending. This guy begging, just one more chance. Bro, you look like a dog. Please leave. I don't care how I look, dude. I don't care how I look. You're going to post leave. this all over TikTok. Leave, right? You're going to post this. Leave. I love you he's so much. Up. And I'm so sorry for everything. Just please, please believe that I can make you happy again. Because I can. I can change. Enough. I know I can change. Can really. you please leave? Please don't do that. I will never let you down again. I love how she's just like so dry, done with it. Can you please leave? I'm over it. You could tell this has happened more than once, though. She's at that point, right? She's not even going to evaluate whether or not this is worth hanging on to. She gave him another chance, and he blew it. But guess who else did? And I do feel bad for, you know, Jesse James, who used to be married to Sandra Bullock. He stepped out on the most beautiful woman in Hollywood because... He said he was addicted to sex. Wasn't that his reason? I think so. Wasn't it? So now he has a, a wife, and she's pregnant, and she's pretty far along. And she posted a photo of her sonogram with the baby, and then just said, uh, Jesse's not here at this appointment because he's cheating once again. No. So, yep. And then ah. she has evidence. The woman has come forward, yet he's going, Dude. well, well. I know. And this woman is drop-dead gorgeous. So this guy... Is, He's just a dog. But listen, from my angle is I I have cheated on several boyfriends because I I shouldn't have been in a relationship. I should have been single, right? But I would never cheat on my husband. I think that's when you know that you found the right person, maybe. I think so. I don't don't condone it. Like, if you don't want to be with somebody and you're going to cheat on them, get out of the situation. I should have lived that life and what I preach. I agree with that. Do you agree? Once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm going to have to say no from personal experience. You're reformed. I am a reformed cheater. Yes. Thank you. That's a good way to put it. So do you agree or disagree? Go ahead and text it because all of that is what's trending. Uh, We're going to head to Colorado for Christmas and do some skiing and some snowboarding and just kind of spend the week there. We got to a point, and this is my wife's idea, where a lot of the things that our kids were asking for for Christmas, and again, I have a, a junior in college, a freshman in college, and a a freshman in high school, they were asking for things that they, they need. Like it's closed, right? Like, so my wife and I have always been about there's needs and then there's wants. You want a new iPhone, but your phone still works. That's a want, right? Yeah. You need a new phone. You, my kids need a, a computer, a laptop in college, right? So like they would ask for clothes and stuff. And like you even said your son has deodorant on his Christmas list, right? Yes. So we were at that point and my wife goes, well, let's do experiences, right? And I think, you know, her diagnosis with cancer and beating it twice, I think, has got her to the point where like life is experiences now. Let's not get them stuff. So we said, all right, let's go to Colorado. Let's go skiing. So we're going to do that for Christmas. But when I saw this, here's my biggest thing to back up. I hate paying for luggage fees. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I I will roll over and pay for fees for a hundred other things in my life. But when we get to the airport, if my wife has a bag and it's 51 pounds, I go berserk. I hate paying for baggage fees on an airplane that's full of humans. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Don't you know the trick? Like if you're weighing it 
on the scale. You keep your finger under it, right? Oh, you put your foot, foot under, under it. Yeah, I get bit. it. I'm not a cheater like you. That's but okay. then I saw a commercial for this, and I had to ask, has anybody used it, and will it work? So here's the problem. When we go to Colorado, we're going to have to pack for a week. Plus, it's everything from swimsuits to everything you're going to need on the slopes. It's going to be a lot of luggage. And I saw a commercial for a, 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 it's a service called shipgo.com, where basically ahead of time, you mail all your stuff. You ship all your stuff, and then you don't have to take it on the airplane, through the airport, and then whatever. It just shows up at your Verbo. So did you do pricing and then, or is it just the hassle? The first thing I want to do is know if anyone's used it and is it worth using. Okay. I don't mind price comparison because I'll pay for the convenience to not have to take an extra four or five bags to the airport and then worry about them getting lost and then wait at the baggage claim and then have to take them all the way and then get a bigger rental vehicle because you got to fit in all the vehicle, you know, all the stuff. I would be content with walking into the airport with a backpack and then getting on the plane and then getting off the plane and getting into a vehicle and driving to our verbal. I just think you got to think of all the variables. You are one degree of separation from your luggage. You know the airline and who to talk to if your luggage Maybe. doesn't make it to the airport. But what if you find out your uh, semi with all your stuff on it is still two states away by the time you get there? Like, that's what I would be worried about. So that's why I thought I'd throw it out. And I usually don't use the, the mass audience here to, uh, to, to, for my own personal benefit. But has anybody used this? It's called shipgo.com. Ship it looks legit, but I don't want to be the guinea pig of this whole thing. So if you want to spend money, what are you flying? American, Delta? I don't even know. My wife arranges all. So it's like between forty and eighty dollars. Right. I don't want to pay eighty dollars. Yeah, that's that's three hundred and fifty bucks to text uh, to check bags. So now we know a price. Yeah. We got to figure out how much it's going to cost. Again, I don't mind paying more. It's not the price. It's the does it work? Because there's convenience. I'd pay two hundred fifty dollars in convenience fees here. Okay. I would be willing to pay seven hundred dollars to get my bags there and back comfortably and without pause. I want to welcome Amanda to the show today because we know just enough to pique our curiosity which she had texted the show earlier about mom and a bunch of money. So, please, without further ado, tell us what we're talking about here, Amanda. Let me just set the scene. Okay. So, my husband was very nice and he was changing a tire on my car and I live, I live with my mom, uh, or we, she lives with us, per se. Ah. And she has, she has a spare car in the garage, right, that she doesn't ever use. Okay. And so he was looking for a car jack, and he, was, he couldn't find one. And so he goes into the trunk of the spare car in which my mom does not drive, and there's two duffel bags filled with cash. And I mean, of like every sort of bill possible. Oh, my God. Um, and he sent me a photo of it, and now I'm just like, I just... I'm like, what is my mom up to? Like, is she, what is going on? I don't, yeah. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here, but is, is she in good health? Yeah, she's fine. Like she's not planning on, like she doesn't know anything that she needs so this to leave is this a money spare, behind. The spare car in your garage, just sitting there with money and duffel bags. I would be worried about my safety. Like if somebody knew about it. Which, yeah, she's not like stealing this or dealing drugs or anything like that, right? I mean. I would say, if you asked me this yesterday, I would say absolutely not. But now I just found two massive 
duffel bags of cash. I have no idea. Oh my God, she sounds like a Lifetime movie. Like she's living a totally double life that you don't know anything about. Does she do anything else that's weird that maybe you've shaken off because you didn't find those duffels of money? I mean, she did quit her job earlier this year. So where's the money coming from? Yeah. But Uh, Before we find out what this is, here's what I want to do real quick. Don't say what it is. We'll check back in with you, but I want I want to get listeners' thoughts on what they think is going on right now. My, my mind didn't go to drugs when I thought about your safety. I was just thinking, what if somebody found out that there was money in there? What people uh, won't do for money, you know? So I want to I want to see what our listeners think. Your mom is doing to get the money that's going in the duffel bags. If she quit her job recently and now you're finding duffel bags full of money in her car that nobody seems to drive. Yeah. I want to know what people think is going on here. So hold, hold that. We'll check back in with you, but I want to see what everybody thinks first, okay? Sounds good. Hey, uh, real quick on that tip as you're calling to figure out what, what you think it is, Gabby, this just kind of happened to you too, right? Yeah. So my stepmom. It's like a we. It's kind of weird. So my stepmom, who is not really my stepmom anymore, um, her and her new husband, they were cleaning out her new husband's mom's house, and um, her so her father-in-law had passed away. I don't remember how long ago, but they had gotten a ton of money from um, insurance and stuff. But her the mom was very frugal, and the house was paid off. Um, but whatever, they knew that she had lots of money. They couldn't really figure out what was going on because like nothing was really in the bank. But they knew she was afraid of the bank. So when she died. They had no idea. She didn't tell them anything. She was kind of a sudden. So when they were um, revamping this house to redo it so other people could move into it, they were going to sell it. Um, They were busting out things, and there was, like, an old um, fireplace that they busted out. Well, when they busted out the fireplace, there was literally pillowcases full of money behind the fireplace um, in mattresses. There was, like, mattresses with money in in them. There was duffel bags. It was was insane. It's that... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, my sister was, was, she just said it was, she's like, I've literally never seen, like, I thought it was fake. I thought it was a joke. She's like, I've never seen, it was all hundreds, too. She's like, I've never, ever, ever seen so much money, for, like, in my life. Like, I don't, and they had no idea. They knew that, obviously, something was going on. Like, the inheritance that they had gotten was huge. It was insane. So the, the amount of money that they had in the bank was just not adding up, and it wasn't making sense. And then, yeah, they started tearing this house apart. And, wow. Wow. How much did they find? Yeah. Over $50,000. You know, it must be that generation. We work with somebody right now, and he's in his mid-60s, and he talks to me almost on the weekly about how I should smuggle away a grand a month somewhere in my house. Why? Because he says the same thing about banks. I'm he's giving like, this Listen. to my money manager to make it grow. It does nothing sitting in it. Here's the thing that blew he's me away about. He's waiting for the big crash and no banks will give you money and you're walking around without yep. money. And that's that's where his mind is at. Gabby, did you just get weirded yep. out by the fact that there were bags of money by a fireplace that could easily burn? So yeah. who, who gets the money? That the fire, they said that the fireplace was so old, though, that it hasn't been used in so long. So yeah. maybe she knew Six that five. it wasn't, you know what I mean? Knew that it wasn't going to be using it anyways. I don't know. But my great uncle lives out in Washington, and he kind of lives off the land. He's been doing that for years. He doesn't, like, he has a cell phone, but it doesn't work for literally miles and miles and miles until it gets. But he has money buried, too, like, in the yard around trees, and he has an actual map of his land. Okay, and my, we're not going to see has. <laughs> don't <laughs> well, don't say anymore. Don't say like like cities crazy. or anything. It's crazy. Listen now on the, like, on the weird tip. This is kind like, of fun. This is kind of fun at the end of your life to think that you can leave a map behind 
and your idiot relatives that are left behind on this plane are going to be digging around in your backyard for cans of Folgers, uh, you know, coffee jars full of money. Now, what if, what if the map is incorrect and they dig for years and don't find it? And then they get a call from a money manager that was in town saying, hey, this is just uh, great Uncle Rico's way of playing a practical joke. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Right. But no, yeah, he, it's, it's weird. It's wild. And if you knew my family dynamic and how they are about things and money. and Oh, I think I do now. Flipping yeah. rat race when he dies. <laughs> oh, I bet. All right. Thanks for checking in, Gabby. Fun story. I hope you have a good day. A lot of people are saying, I think this lady won the lottery. Yeah. I wonder. Secretly won some lottery money. I wonder if she's like Gabby's, well, ex-stepmom, whatever, because. How do you not trust a bank? I don't get that part. I think a lot of people want to have tangible evidence of their income if something were to happen in their minds. Systems go down. You can't prove how much money you had in your account, so therefore they're not going to give you money. I mean, that's where. I've never been rich enough to think that way. (laughs) I'd like to be someday. When Derek is out of town and maybe Liam's with him, if you have just a day to you, ladies, this is what I'm looking for. What do you do? Because I've heard from several friends, and I don't even know how we get on this conversation, but I was having beers with the, the boys one night, and they all started talking about what they do when their family's not there. All right. So, like, but, but I don't, I feel like I'm not one of the guys because I don't do this because the majority of my friends get up. If they're going to work out, they work out. Everything is done by 10 a.m. As far as they're going to do some laundry, they're going to empty the dishwasher, whatever. Yeah. Then it's have a gluttonous meal of like two boxes of macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and then lay around, drink beer, two to three hour nap, get together, drink beer or whiskey throughout the night, eat crap and then be asleep by 9 p.m. That's the crew I run with. Can I name off things I think you would do if you were alone? If I And I, I get very little alone time, but if the wife and kids were gone for the weekend, yeah, I, bet I, I wouldn't know. have even this exciting of a life. So just say yes or no. You'd work out. Yeah, I'd do that first thing in the morning. You would have a lighter breakfast. I wouldn't eat breakfast, no. Okay. You'd fast until noon. Yeah, at least. You would get in just a few minutes of a show while you did other stuff. Like intermittent walking. Yeah, I would have it out in the background. Yeah, that's exactly it. Main cabin masters in the you background. You would play pool by yourself with a game on the big screen, take a photo of a glass of brown liquor, and then post it on Facebook. God, I'm Am predictable. I right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you do something around outside in the backyard. Yeah. So I think you are extremely I'm so boring. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, have, I've never had that. I think the closest I've probably gotten to it is like if I knew Trish and the kids were out of town for the weekend. On Saturday, I'd get up, take care of everything, like like the chores around the house, yeah. and then by noon, I'd probably sit down with like a big, t- like four fingers of whiskey, <laughs> and just take the edge off, maybe a melatonin or two while I'm uh, taking Kick that. Kick it up. Kick and it up. Then, <laughs> and then I'll go about a two, three hour nap in there. Yeah. But then what happens is it's dinner time, and I just sit alone in a house going, I've really missed these people. Like, yeah. that's where I'm at. I need to be around people. Derek goes through that, too. He's, like, very happy to have us home. But, like, he will get, he's like your friends. He'll get everything done by 9 a.m. And then the rest of the day is for him. Where I would, like, on commercials throughout the day, I'd watch all my shows. And then I would sit that do stuff in between. My ADD kicks in. I can't just sit and watch stuff. Something like but I, I definitely a, have to get stuff done. I could watch so. a baseball game that long. Yeah. 
But I couldn't just sit and watch a, a sh- like a show on Netflix. I couldn't watch episode after episode. Yeah. I can't do that. So, and, and I know you've told the story. If Derek gets the weekend alone, uh-huh. you know by noon on Saturday, he's in his underwear watching what eating Taco Bell? Uh, probably a mob show for sure. All anything, the Goodfellas? Anything about the mob or the Temptations movie that's always on um, VH1. He'll watch that. Oh, He's seen it hundreds of times. And then just eat crap food. But like I said, he'll get, I won't come home to a dirty house. Guys, if you have your woman come home to a dirty house, that's pathetic. You're doing that's it weird. wrong. But I, I didn't know if this was uh, just a guy thing. Like if you get the weekend to yourself, it's the food thing. Do you just get to be a gluttonous oh, yeah. pig? And I think, I think most guys are just pure animals when it comes to crap food Mm -hmm. if we don't have somebody keeping us in check for me it's my wife always looking over my shoulder going what are you eating there yeah it makes me feel bad if i'm eating anymore i don't want to shame Derek. his whole thing is if i'm gonna die i want to die happy but uh, i did just get us a gym membership so it's up to him i'm not i'm not gonna bother him anymore about his health as far as the wife mode goes, whatever. It's in his hands. I got to take care of me. I just want to know if girls do this. You got the weekend alone. Do you eat crap food and set up just a day that you would never, ever have if your family was around? Do you start drinking right away? Do you hit the pipe a little early? I mean, what do you do? Women don't do that. Is that No, do, do women have a bachelorette kind of weekend? No. Like we if, sit there and face steam or... I bet we have listeners that get buck wild. I had to bring this up because I thought we would get a moderate response from women who turn into gluttonous pigs when their family isn't around. And the response that we got was more than I expected. The the reason I bring it up, I have a a couple of friends and we started talking one night after, you know, we're having a couple of beers because the one guy's wife and kids were going out of town. Now he has, so his wife has kids from a previous marriage. And they're planning on going to see their father, her ex, for Christmas. Got it. And and she's, or, or, no, yeah, however it works. It's the other side of the family. So he's going to be alone for a full weekend. And he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do double blue box mac and cheese and cut up some hot dogs and jalapenos and bacon bits. And I'm going to sit there in my underwear and I'm going to watch football. And I'm just like, what a, it sounds like a waste of time to me. Like, I'm at a moment where I'm like, we have limited time here. I don't think I can afford to waste a Saturday to do this. Now, if nobody's around, I'll get some stuff done and I'll probably relax. Uh But I don't have a plan to be a gluttonous piece of crap. Right away, Derek will. In his head, he will have something worked out. And it will involve either Chinese food or Taco Bell. I probably have a two-liter bottle of ginger ale set aside, some (laughs) Jameson, and some chicken strips to go in the air fryer. But that's about it. Yeah. I might play some pool. I might watch a baseball game. I might uh, take a three-hour nap. But, like, I don't have the urge to just become a gluttonous pig. But I think a lot of guys do. And now I'm realizing that almost every lady does. And one of the things that I love about our show is we have listeners like MySpace Brittany, who's been listening long enough that when we got to know her, MySpace was still a thing. How's Brittany doing today? How are you guys? Good. Now, you turn into a gluttonous pig when nobody's around. Is that what I'm feeling? 100%. (laughs) So, like, when I read your text, I was like, you got to say what level of booze. Because guys will, like, sit there and just drink until they're drunk. Would you have, 
your mac and cheese and then like a glass of wine? Or are you getting drunk watching the ID Discovery Channel? Absolutely. We bust out the vodka and... Oh, my God, Brittany. No bra. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it doesn't happen very often, so when I get the chance, I do it. I guess. So, a Saturday, there's nobody around. Start me on your Saturday. What's the first thing you do? You get up probably late, right? You're going to sleep in for a while? Actually, I'm a morning person. I'm usually up by 7. Okay. I mean, do you bother with a shower and makeup, or do you just go right for the vodka? Shower, yes. Makeup, okay. absolutely not. Okay. And then, yes, Bloody Mary. And then we start the day. Sweatpants. I'm all with you with the no bra, girl. Like, there's nothing better than walking around the house, <laughs> your dingy tank top and your fat shorts, no bra. Yeah. Uh, I, I I love when your weekend alone lands on a good lifetime theme day. You know how sometimes it's like cheerleaders gone wrong and it's all the movies about cheerleaders <laughs> that kill other cheerleaders. Yeah, those are those are yeah. good days. So. so let's say let's say you do get to noon with and the Bloody Marys have just kinda, you know, you're over you're at the fun spot where it's fun, MySpace Brittany. Then we then, nap. Then what is is that is, is that the afternoon <laughs> is a nap then, Brittany? Sometimes it depends on how much vodka I've had. Okay, but if you've had just enough where you're thinking, oh, this might turn into a crunk night, like what's the next spot to get elevated? So usually at that point, I will clean something just to say that I've... (laughs) Okay. That's it. Whether it's the bathroom sink or I swept the floor. And is that the point where you're done cleaning or you're almost done cleaning you start sending out the text to everybody you know, like, hey, I'm looking to get loose tonight. What are you guys doing? Sometimes, or it's, I don't want to talk to anybody, and I am just going to have my day to myself, yeah. and I will have my own party yeah. with me and my cat. <laughs> well. See, I, I, I just wouldn't do any cleaning after I drink. I'd get it all done before 7 a.m., and then have just, like, this massive breakfast, and then if I were to start drinking, be soon after. Brittany, if we thought you were going to stay in, and it was just you and your cat having the party, what time would you wrap this all up by? Probably like eight o'clock. There you go. I love it. Such old losers. All right, living up to your name. Thanks for checking in. You're the best. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you guys too. I see all of these people. No bra all weekend. Paige says I've eaten an entire apple pie. <laughs> Leanne says no one around. I'll clean the house so I can enjoy it until they come home. But I'll order food like Chinese food. Oh, there it is. But order way just, too much. Like you yes. get you get enough for four people. Yeah. So you can just sit there and keep grazing and keep grazing. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from five thirty to nine on one zero four seven KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.